And welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. It's me, Brian, here in North Texas, drinking a Dead Armadillo Tulsa Flag Blonde Ale out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> I know you guys are as excited as I am. Uh, Villem just creamed his jeans up there. <laughs> Villem, have you had this beer before? Yeah, multiple, all the time. All the times? Every time yeah. that you've had beer, it's been Tulsa Flag. Maybe not like that, but yeah, I've had it quite a bit. What do you think? I think it's a, I mean, it's a, you can slam a lot of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm not a big fan of Blondales. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Blondales that are, uh, that are done with this style of hop. Uh, but it's good. It's easy, easy to drink. There's no whole lot of character to it. There's nothing that separates it from everything else, which I wish I wish that they would have done something something fun and funky. It's a good lawn mowing beer, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I honestly I don't know how much this beer was, uh, which really that the reason I bring that up is because that that to me makes a lawn mowing beer. Like if I can buy a 15 pack for 12 bucks, that's a lawn mowing beer. Day Blazer from New Belgium. Looking at you. Um, so here's a quick question though. Like I'm used to a blonde ale having a like a, a tangy sweet finish. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Does that have that finish? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that that assessment of a blonde ale or this beer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it is an acquired taste because a lot of people that go strong IPA like yourself. Um, I would say they would probably side with not drinking that beer. So it's like Fireman's Four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Fireman's Four to me would be the Tulsa flag of Central Texas. That's a very good assessment, buddy. And if you're if you're dealing with that flavor, I really enjoy Fireman's Four by Real Ale. Um, but if I were to sit there and go, "Hey, Fireman's Four for anybody." Yeah, it hits about 60, 55 to 60% of the time because there is this segment of beer-loving society that just loves IPAs, double IPAs, give me as much hops and just fucking funkiness in my face as you can possibly do. Um, And that's just, they're not going to be in love with it because it's going to taste like an IPA taste to someone who doesn't like IPAs, <laughs> it's going to be super hoppy um, to to that person and super sweet to the to the individual who doesn't normally drink the uh, blonde ale. So, well, I wish they would. That, like the one, my one criticism and one like point of, I think there's there's some positive here with this dead armadillo beer is they need to let it clean itself up before they can it. So, do a higher diacetyl rest. Uh, like 70, 70 degrees after fermentation is like 95% complete. And, uh, this beer will be killer. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's my, it, that, and by the way, that criticism goes to a lot of 
small craft breweries, like local breweries across the nation, is that diacetyl rests at the end of fermentation are a necessity to get a a standout beer. But that comes with time. People will learn. The can itself is badass. Uh, Willem, can you do you know any more information about the the Tulsa flag by any chance? I do. I know a lot about the Tulsa flag. It came out this past year. Uh, we flew it at the raft race excitedly, thinking a lot of other people would, and we ended up being the only raft with it, which is kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. Uh, people loved it. It was not a city-sanctioned project. Uh, some people got together and decided that the Tulsa that Tulsa needed a new flag. And if you look at um, the previous flag, I think you would agree with that assessment. So they, uh, I don't know, they kind of like, I think they tried to go kind of through the political means and, you know, just couldn't get enough signatures or something. And they just kind of like started this grassroots campaign. And I think I know, uh, like I have, a friend of a friend who was on the, you know, board that designed it and everything. And so it's like normal people. It's not, you know, it didn't go through the city or anything, but I mean, the, I really like it. The can itself is badass. It's like a matte finish. Yeah. Uh, and I know the, the Tulsa flag looks similar to this. It's got like this kind of a, a dark flat Navy. Yeah. Uh, with like a cream color bottom part of the flag and it's got like a I guess an interpretation of like a dream catcher with a six pointed star. So that middle. was actually a point of contention, the the dream catcher there. So yeah, uh, Frank has the three finalists pull up. They're all really cool in my opinion. The far left one more utilizes the seal that we currently have. If you look up like the t- if you just look at the picture right above there you'll see what the seal looks like. Um or even there, yeah. So that was the old flag. That thing was a piece of garbage. And so this new flag, you know, it's got the what looks to be a dream catcher in the, you know, there. Apparently, that's a big point of contention because it's like kind of appropriation, they say, and um, also it's the wrong part of North America. Like dream catchers are more from up north, I think, or something from the Dakotas, yeah. And uh, so, but I mean, I think I don't know if they intended it to be a dream catcher or not. It may have more intended to be like an Osage shield. Honestly, it looks like a tech screw for any, any mechanic out there. It's a six, it's a, a star screw. <laughs> it's not a hex yeah. screw. It's a straight up tech screw. And that's what you find on like body panels and uh, hard to reach places that mechanics are supposed to be getting into. But yeah, so I like it. If you look I mean, at the, that's a free- if you look at the Oklahoma, sorry, if you look at the Oklahoma flag, you'll see what the Osage shield looks like. And it's kind of, it's close to you could you could definitely I could see that being you know the Osage Shield too, but there's some other stuff in there that like it'd be a very simplified version. I yeah, I mean I think it looks it looks badass regardless, and yeah. uh, you know good on good on Dead Armadillo for hopping on it and embracing it. it, it it's got to be working yeah. gangbusters for him. So I was given this beer by a, a buddy, uh, met up with him last week week before last for lunch and he gave me a, just a gang of beers and this was in there he was like he was like it's a cool can i was like well that's it's weird because he's one of those he's a diehard beer nerd i'm like it's weird and he's he's literally judging a book by his cover and he was like it's cool nothing else he's like no 
nothing else. <laughs> like, well, uh, but I, I quite, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. So, uh, and this isn't the first dead armadillo beer that I've had. So I kind of knew that I, what I was getting into, uh, but look forward to others. Uh, let's move, move it down to, uh, Austin actual where Frank is hiding out in his, uh, cold room basement, AKA the yeah. laundry room. Yeah. We don't dig basements here. Mm-mm. Um, they will, I'm, I'm fairly certain your basement walls would implode with the amount of earth movement that we have in this part of the country. So no basements, all slab. Um, but yeah, I'm having a two wheel brewing IPL. Uh, India Pale Lager. Lager? (laughs) Lager. And it's the, it's the, I think it's an FMG. What? No, FNG. What? Um, FNG IPL is what they call it. And FNG stands for the fucking new guy. IPL. (laughs) Um, All right. So, yeah, it's, you know, IPL is not a style I've had before. Um, what India you... Pale Lagers are not something that I know, right? It's very clear, but very hoppy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. Uh, it's hard to say. Like I, I don't. I mean, Brian, you know me and IPAs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's well documented that Frank is not a. I'm not in the IPA tank, if you should so phrase it in that manner. Um, <laughs> The IPL tank, I can I can hop on in if you will. It's uh it's funny because that's a style that <clears throat> fell kind of out of favor. Uh, there are a few breweries were making it early on. Essentially, it's a pilsner that is just hopped to the tits. But I I can see why it's out of favor because I can imagine it ended up, if not made correctly, tasting very soapy. Mm, yeah, that depends on what what hops you're using. Yeah. You're absolutely correct because there is no there are no yeast to clear up any of the greenness from the hops. So yeah, it can get out of hand real quick. Is that one like that? Is it? Mm-mm. No, it's not. No, but you can taste that. That's where it goes if it's off. Okay. Right. So you taste this and you're like, it's hoppy. It's got a cereal finish to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect. It sounds like they kind of nailed like the it's, style. It's good, but I can. I can definitely taste if you add two ounces more hops to this whole thing, you might verge on the corner of like Dawn and Downey. Like it's uh, you're dealing with something that no one wants to drink. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, Frank, it looks like your nowhere left behind it, glasses. It is still very bitter. It is still bitter. It, sh- it should be. It looks like your nowhere left behind glass glasses holding up well. Is it? Still have all the letters on oh, it. Oh yeah, no, it's washed by hand only. Okay, good, good deal, good deal. Uh, I'm, I'm having to work on another project to take care of some of our loyal listeners and some of the glassware that they've run <laughs> through the dishwasher. Promise some rewards. <laughs> yeah, it's getting out of hand. Uh, honestly, I was about to pull my hair out about 15 minutes before the cast trying to get this thing made. Anyway, well, if 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 our cast listeners remember, um, I still need to pay off a Yeti koozie. <laughs> um, hopefully that will happen here pretty soon. I think if you invested... Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? If hopefully you... it'll... It's been two years. Almost actually, two years. I, I totally forgot about the whole thing. And Hell then no. the other day, I bet someone $10 on the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh, shit. 
Um, don't hold so, your breath, folks. <laughs> do not, do not, do not. Um, but yeah, that's the hope here. Got to get that out the door. Uh, regardless, IPL, <laughs> if you can find it, it's good, uh, surprisingly. I, I didn't think a lager that was hoppy would be good, but it is. Yeah, some of the, well, we can get into that later. Uh, Villem, uh in Tulsa, actually, you were running like a trifecta of liquids up there out of your... I was. I finished. Uh, I finished the wine, so not even worth discussing. Even though it was delicious. <laughs> what kind of wine? We won't even talk about it, Frank. That's how we're White. we're moving beyond. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, altijd gedacht. Bless you. I don't know. I should say bless you. Laheim. <laughs> uh, anyway, drinking a Marshall Big Jamoke now. Shouts. Throwback Hold to on. probably roughly two years ago now. So we should be prepared for a Marshall stretch that's about, oh, what, God. 12 months, 13 months? This yeah. is like the likes of which you've never seen. We'll catch y'all at year four. <laughs> what do you guys think? Oh, <laughs> my grave drinking that beer. No, uh, so, Willem, which Marshall are you drinking tonight? Well, would I be lying if I said all of them? coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I did a suicide. I just got a big mug and I poured a little bit of everything. I've got a mucho jamoke. <laughs> Drink number three is water. They they brewed a beer just called the Villum, and it's it's. Uh, they shit at this point. I, I'm not. They they wouldn't be doing themselves a disservice. So, Brian, do you remember when at White Barn they would charge you two dollars for some Marshall beer? No, we went over this, Frank. Marshall didn't exist until after we graduated college. Whoa! <laughs> that was a that was a throwback joke. Yeah. I was just waiting for your response. I knew you were going to get super heated. And by the way, I listened back to the last call. Quality, quality entertainment. Um, Want to, on behalf of everybody at No Beer Left Behind, apologize that you had trouble streaming that if you're listening to this episode. Or still have trouble streaming it. <laughs> or still have trouble streaming this episode. Regardless, last call. Uh, if you have some time, listen to it. I know it's two hours long. Uh, Parker does go off like an old 90-year-old villain for a long time um, about hating <laughs> just normal society. Uh, it is really interesting. It's, it's uh, atrocious, if really. If you'd like to contribute to his uh, GoFundMe for his um, off and on, we'll say off and on at this point, target permanent uh, internment into an assisted living facility, please do. Um, we're more than willing to send you the link. Just DM us on the Twitter. Mm. Uh, we really would love that. Thanks, Dad. We may or may not spend that on more advertising. Dad. But <laughs> <laughs> it does depend on the Willem, do not make me sign guardianship papers, okay? <laughs> Say DM me on the Twitter. Yeah. yeah. DM me <laughs> on the Twitter. Cop. That's cop talk is what that is. That's right. Yeah. Fucking narc. DM us on the Twitter, okay? Oh my god, don't do that. Where? What Twitter would they DM us, Gramps? Hit us up on the DMs. Just the, the. Good. Uh, All of the DMs. No beer left cast. No beer left behind cast at Gmail. Okay, and we're back. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Frank, where we left off, Frank was uh, giving out all of our uh, social media content or contact information so you can slide into his DMs or, or what have you. Um, yeah, it's uh, 
you know when that hotline blings, Ryan. I don't no. think I don't think you do. I don't think you know when that hotline blings. <laughs> well, there can only be one thing, and that's really hit us up on the DMs, right? That's what kids say nowadays. I'm going to pull a line uh, from Villem here and say that is disturbing. <laughs> the moral of the story Upsetting, yeah. is Parker might be 95 years old. Not might be. He uh, absolutely uh, is. He is full yeah, of it, zero joy when it comes to... Yeah. <laughs> He's a wet sock. Um, what? I think the term is wet blanket. <laughs> a wet blanket. doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> in the start. end... There's, <laughs> it, does. it does absolutely. And there's a little bit of like unfortunate uh, delusion when it comes to, I don't know. It's just he is so easily wound up with some of these grind my gears. It's t- it's time we put our foot down. We've got to rename it. The I don't know. The wanderings of a ninety-year-old, or something of that nature—it's <laughs> got to change. Well, I tried. We can't, I can no longer be associated with hating people who look at their caller ID, or people who <laughs> literally. <laughs> Do you know that I had a I had a fellow employee uh, call me out on that this week? Oh no! He was like. Dude. He Are was they like also in a wheelchair. They, like they, I don't understand. He's also he acts like he's ninety. So the kind of he was like now, Brian. Why do you why do you answer the phone that way if you know it's me calling? I was like because I don't oh, know who. No. I go because I don't know who else is in the room with you. And I was like he goes. Well, I would never put you on speakerphone. I go yeah. Now that you're saying that, that's all you're going to do. You're only going to call me on speakerphone from now on. Okay, and that's beside the point. Really, that's just. Proper Courtesy. phone etiquette. We come from a time where when you answered the phone, you didn't know who was calling. Right. Like, what the fuck? You. You, when you answer the phone, you say, hello? Yeah, hello? Thank you. This, like, I know it's you, motherfucker. I'm just, like, being polite. <laughs> okay, so, so yes, agreed. And that was the entire kind of point <laughs> that Brian and I tried to drive home. And then we proceeded on in the discussion to LinkedIn. And how people send LinkedIn invites. And then he made the declarative statement that LinkedIn isn't used by anybody anymore, uh, which Brian and I thoroughly laughed at. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, Parker, Parker, I think, is a 90-year-old man living in a 35- to 8-year-old's body. Um, <laughs> I like how you aged his body for him. <laughs> he would appreciate that. But... He would want yeah. that. No, I mean, he's not a shitty talks on me. I think that's fair. So um, the only <laughs> other thing that I thought was hilarious was when he said he said he met someone that said a post to. Now, Brian rightfully at that point said, do we or do we not tell those people to lose our numbers? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you say a post to, do you lose the person's number? Wait, if you say what? Sorry. Opposed to or opposed to, oh. like it's instead of saying I was supposed to, to, you like cut the the word off oh, or word. you don't pronounce it. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. To. So my first thing was, where do you meet these people? Right, like what happens here? Do you go to the local drop in your head as a child clinic? Like it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily compute in my mind that these people just exist in society. But then I backed up and I was like, hey, listen, okay, fine. Um, 
maybe the opposed to people actually exist and then we've got to try to uh, handle it. But I just have not run into these people. Have you? I mean, Brian hasn't. Willem, have you? He took his headphones off and is yeah. not... I don't know what he is He was doing. actually so insulted by the enunciation, <laughs> I suppose. He has, but he... Oh, that's his... Uh, reg- did you see the resignation letter come across? Which, He's done. Oh, is that him? Yeah, he quit the cast. Oh, no. Man, oh, that no. Is involuntary what? dismissal on his part. I don't think he knew what he was signing up for. Frank, Frank straight up asked you a question as soon as you took your headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was talking, so Brian was the last person who spoke, so his camera was up. But yeah, so mm. if you, if you want to have some good fun and and you know just enjoy a cast, go listen to our last call episode. It is hilarious. I took my dog on a walk today. I didn't stop laughing for the entirety of my walk. It is good, including the Holocaust talk that we had at the end. No, but I mean, that's oh, spo- spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. That's the good wholesome part that you get to at the end. Right? right? That's yeah. the, that leaves you fulfilled. Well, well. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully they can listen to it by then. Uh, we had some problems with our feed that I think we've fixed, but there's still some things. And we'll be honest. So. Oh, hell. Hol- Holocaust stock started with a shocking question. So... It wasn't. It wasn't like a, hey, da 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 da, ha ha ha. It was a very much like, did you know this happened? And most of us, and and the the direct question was, did you know like how many concentration camps would you have guessed existed in the Holocaust? And the well, answer is shocking. So listen well, to the. Yeah, I was gonna say let's let's not do a recap of our last call episode. No, I'm not doing a recap. What I'm saying is it's just yeah, no, like right. it's. I'm trying to... Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Fine, move, yeah. on. Uh, move on. So I've got some uh, big news. So, I mean, you know... Ah, shit, I don't have it on here. Brian, taking we'll, shit in the toilet isn't big news. We'll do this. <laughs> big news alert. Uh, a friend friend of our podcast and uh, a friend of ours from college, uh, Derek, uh, talked to him last night. Got some news. Caught up with old Derek, and uh, found did you out to those he did. Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, we, we didn't really talk about that so much, but we talked about what he's up to now. Anyway, I thought I'd do a little bragging point. Old Derek is has been accepted into the doctorate program, the food sciences doctoral program at University of California Davis, which is Dude, the absolute tops in the nation in that. So. Uh, yeah, big shout you have thought to that Derek? Derek of all people would be the academic in the group. He told me, I he, that. yeah, he I told me what that. he yeah. he told me what he wrote his master thesis on, and I was like, yeah, I don't know why people didn't so, like pay aren't paying you a shit ton of money right now just to give them information out of your head. So, so but there's there's one thing, okay, and this is this is a heart to heart with one of our cast members, but uh, this man. Villem never took a notebook to class. Okay, he passed undergrad without reading books. Like the 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 class that I saw him work the hardest at was computer programming, and it was because he had to actually go to a, a lab and produce a computer program, so he had to go do some work. But it wasn't 
as though he couldn't do it. He just had to sit down and do it. The rest yeah. of the time when he was doing math, it was all he would take. He took one spiral notebook and this is old school, one subject spiral yeah. notebook to all of his classes. That thing was halfway full the whole semester with the notes that he took in class. The rest of it, he just absorbed. Like, he has some kind of wicked, like, photographic, analytical memory that he just, it all strings in his mind as people tell him the story. It's it's fucking unbelievable. It really is. He is a very, very smart dude. UC Davis is a good school, too. Yeah, no, it's... It's a fantastic school. It's phenoms. So... He congrats, is, Derek. yeah. Congrats, Derek. Uh, so I cracked open a special beer uh, in celebration while we were hold talking. On, hold about on, it. hold on. One, one caveat, Derek. In the case that you uh, likely become Elon Musk, just you know, ten bucks. Don't ten give. Bucks. He is of all the people. Bucks, Derek is not for. gonna drop a tenner on you. He's like, he's gonna, he's gonna in Derek voice go, "Fuck you, Frank!" Like, <laughs> and then like, you gotta earn it. Yeah. Like he's gonna do his arm thing. Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> you know, Derek, Derek would be the 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 like Dan Brazierin guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He wouldn't be that dude. He's way too. He's way too. Derek's a pretty humble dude. He's a well, good dude. But like party wise, he would party like that. No, oh, he would party. Balls. There's no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. He would party your balls off for you. It's yeah. uh, he would, he would. so I did. He's a good I, dude. I did. So I'm glad. And did he did he drop any other knowledge besides the UT UC Davis or? Uh, yeah, he's actually leaving the country for a while. Uh, he's going Shit. to uh, hang out in Thailand with his brother. So uh, big shouts! Awesome. I told him I was like, be sure to uh, listen to Nobody Left Behind while you're overseas. <laughs> Get our international likes up, huh? <laughs> he just flicked you off. Yeah. He's like, uh huh, uh huh. That's cool. Uh, I'm actually on my flight right now to Thailand. I'm going to turn this off. <laughs> right. Uh, unsubscribe. Movie. Unsubscribe. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to pay for data to unsubscribe to the service right now. <laughs> Gives him all those, all those uh, warnings, like what you're about to do is going to cost you. He's like, no, it's worth it. Going to be totally <laughs> worth it. I don't give a shit. I want to send a pack. message. I'm going to send a message with this. So, uh, anyway, I cracked open a special beer in in honor of uh, announcing congratulations to him. I opened up uh, Martin House Brewing Company's Acheron, or Acheron. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, But it is a whiskey barrel-aged imperial stout. It's at 12.4% alcohol. It is a gigantic beer. It is yeah, uh, it's a 12.4%. That that is a bottle of wine. Well, yeah, and it's a 12 ounce can. The cool part about these is that they serve these in uh, a box. And this is I think I've shown yeah. the artwork before for the old Moe's. Um but the box is just absolutely dope. Um anyway, there's two 12 ounce cans in a single box, so you get to drink one and age one. And it's pretty reasonably priced. I think okay. this thing was like 8 That's bucks. Cool. But look at the artwork on the box. It's absolutely that is sweet. dope. And then the can That's is equally as awesome. I mean, I know that the, the text isn't going to do it for you, but the no, image... No, matte black. That's really cool. The image is cool with, like, old Moe's coming out of the center of this, like, devil goat thing. Wow. Yeah, the whole awesome. thing is just dope as hell. So uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm drinking that kind of twofold. One, in celebration. Uh, two to uh, announce that we'll be at Martin House Brewing this Saturday <laughs> uh, to celebrate my birthday. 
So we'll be stopping by nice. there probably Saturday afternoon sometime. So if you're in the Fort Worth area, be sure to drop by. Look for look for a big guy in a Nobody Left Behind shirt. And uh, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. Come, come have a beer with me. I'll be over at Collective early in the morning on Saturday. And uh, it'll be a blast. <laughs> it will be fun. Anyway, uh, anybody else drinking their second beer? Or is... Uh, Willem, have you moved on to like a rosé, or have you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm still on the first one. Okay. I'm about to get a new one, but my dog is barking, so I'm. Go, you're going in and out of mute. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Frank, did you get a growler of that IPL, or did you just do? I did. Are I they... did. No, so I because they're a local brewery, and here here's my deal. Okay, growlers in general. Um are not necessarily a good deal to me. I don't drink um, nearly enough, quickly enough, to where um, I, I get the value out of the growler, right? Like, there's four <clears throat> glasses per growler, maybe five. You're drinking a 64-ounce growler? Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, so five glasses. You deal with a – that's a lot of beer, first mm-hmm. off. Most craft brews are high alcohol. So I have two growlers. I support the local brewery. But if we had another brewery open, I wouldn't do the same thing. Like, it's not... Do they offer know, a discount? Do they offer a discount if you use their... If they fill their growler? No, this is 18 bucks a growler fill. Oh! Oh, my God. What? What is the ABV? Yeah. What's... Too much. <laughs> it's so the, the IPL clocks in at seven. Um, the IPA, which is called Race Point, clocks in at eight, <clears throat> eight and a half. So even at eight and a half, a sixty-four ounce growler should not be over like twelve bucks. Yeah, no, it's eighteen bucks. Here. What the hell? Two wheel. I mean, they're the only game in town. Two wheel. Get your damn life. They're gonna have to mix some stuff up if the old growler bar goes in nearby. I don't disagree with that. <clears throat> that is that is intense. Eighteen dollars. So to put it in perspective, an eighteen dollars sixty four ounce growler for me here in Dallas, that would be along the lines of like Alesmith barley wine at twelve percent alcohol and like a fairly rare beer. That one might be closer to twenty twenty five somewhere in there, but that's the type of beer that we're talking about. It's no, not. So I, did, I, I mean, I did the math here. I'm getting one free beer. That's essentially what this growler fill is. What it's, do you mean one free beer? Oh, if you if you buy beer at the tap room, yeah, they're about yeah. what three dollars so a pour. You get, Four dollars free beer. But still, the the convenient. The, the, okay, so. <clears throat> that's a whole different story altogether. If you're buying a quantity, you should get at least more than just a, a $4 discount on beer. And also... Yeah, for sure. No, no, it's not... It's not. I don't do it because I... You're supporting local uh, business, which I, I understand that. That's the reason I do it. But it's I realize the ripoff it is. If they actually want to scale, they, they need to make this... Hey, you buy this $7 bottle, we pay $2 for, and... We'll only ever charge you twelve dollars or thirteen dollars to fill it, regardless of the beer that we make. Hmm. Like it's, I mean, yeah. If you that, that would make, I mean, oh, whatever. I'm not running their business. I'm not gonna fucking. 
No, they don't, they don't come to my job and huck rocks at me while I'm mowing, so that's fine. Yeah. I will. I will it is, highly it is recommend a large initial invest, investment, though, right? I mean, a growler. Sure. No. 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 no oh, the brewery. The brewery. Yeah, it's like what fifteen, twenty bucks in tops. Um, what I was going to suggest, Frank, I is, make it in my shoe. Yeah. If you if you uh, get a thirty two ounce growler, I, I told our buddy Jay he was looking for his uh, mother in law was wanting some Christmas present ideas, and he was like, I want a growler, and he was looking at this like sixty four ounce giant stainless steel growler. I'm like, don't do that. You're never going to use it. Just get a thirty two ounce growler, a really well made one. You can get a thirty two ounce stainless steel growler for like thirty bucks, and that is legit. Like that is I I don't use sixty four ounce growlers, and I drink a lot of beer. They're they're just way too expensive to fill. You have to drink them. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're way they're expensive to fill. They've got a lot of beer in them, and unless you're sharing them at like a bottle share, you're not gonna go through it all in one setting, usually. No. And you have to. Because these yeah. things are not well, you, sealed. There's no you, gas in there. You don't have uh, an oxygen scrubbing cap, which is a pain in the ass. So you can buy those at like Whole Foods. Uh, if Whole Foods has a growler bar, those 64-ounce growlers have oxygen scrubbing caps, and those help. Okay. But once you crack them open, you still got two days, tops. So. Yeah. Anyway. No, and it's and the beer doesn't taste bad after two days. It's just undercarbonated. So. Yeah, it's not where it's yeah, not where it's, you it's, want. No, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, <clears throat> Villem. Yeah. Yeah, so I know you haven't moved on, but out of the um, – what's a what's a good beer that you've had? And maybe we should all answer this question, but what's a good beer um, kind of in the last four to five days that you've consumed, uh, maybe a week, that you would say, you know, it, it didn't blow my socks off necessarily, but it's one that I would recommend. Do you have one of those? Oh. <sighs> come back to me. Okay. I'll come back Brian, to I know you've got one. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, clearly I drink a lot of beer. Um, and right now I'm doing some, uh, not some, I'm, I'm studying back to uh, take my Cicerone exam in June, the tasting portion. So I'm going over classic examples of beer. And uh, one of the classic examples that they, you know, that we have to hone in on are German styles. It's tough to get German beer here in Dallas that's like good German beer but Hefeweizens are pretty easy to come by so I had I picked up over the weekend a Weisstefaner or uh, Weiss, Hefeweiss beer and it was it's such a an amazingly good beer it's just a it big so good. just a big banana bubblegum bomb it's so damn tasty and you forget how simple ingredients can really generate phenomenal beer and, and it, what's annoying is people look by Weizstefaner and uh, Paul Lehner Frank uh, yeah that one I'm not a, as big a fan I'm not a big proponent of that because it is more expensive it's one of those like craft German beers but Weizstefan is like that's the, the, the top of the top when it comes to German brewing if it wasn't for them and their brewing school that they have uh, we wouldn't have the master brewers in America that we have today and we've had over the last like 25, 30 years. Um, but all that aside, like people will overlook these like really world renowned German breweries because they're like, I want to get something local, understandable, get something local, but understand that 
you know, what you're passing up is gold. I mean, it is gold. It's so damn good. Uh, so that's that's my one, uh, my other to that local like crafty selection. I had a beer in that uh, beer trade, in that beer hall that I did with a buddy. Um, he brought me a beer from Old Nation Brewing in Michigan. It's called M43. It's a New England style IPA, which again, trendy IPAs. What are you gonna do? This beer was fucking great. Um, this is like six percent alcohol, big big flavor, super dry. Really drinkable. When I got done drinking the 16 ounces, I was like, I, I want... I That was one of the few beers that I was like, I can drink a 64-ounce growler of this tonight. And we, we would go through the entire thing. So and so, do you normally feel that way about New England-style IPAs? No, 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 no. Really? No. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like, yes, I could drink a lot of them, but I, I don't get a whole lot of really good examples here in Dallas. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so... Yeah, no, that, that is my... And in Austin, I would admit it is a problem getting good examples, but it's my go-to when I have to choose. I, so I, if, I if I don't know any of them, I I don't lean towards West Coast. I lean towards East Coast because I don't like that, the piney, the elder flavor in your face. Like it's just mm-hmm. too much. Um, like it's it, it literally tastes like I'm sitting in the North Woods, like <laughs> scraping your teeth, trees. scraping yeah, your teeth with a pine cone. I tell you what, electric jellyfish from uh, a pine house pizza down in Austin. That's one that I really want to get my hands on. Uh, that okay. one, that one is, if you haven't had it, uh, allegedly it's a maze balls. And that's an East coast IPA. Yeah, it's a New England style IPA. Okay. Uh, Spindle Tap from down in Houston. I don't know if they come to Austin or not. They definitely don't come up to Dallas. But Spindle Tap has been putting out some crazy good uh, New England style IPAs. Allegedly, okay. again, allegedly. That's the other thing. You hear all these great reviews of beers, and then when you finally get your hands on them, even if they're super fresh and they've been handled with care, it's still like, mm, okay, like it's you know nothing to just light the town on fire for. But at the same time, like I can see what they were going for. Yeah. But yeah, that's why that's why uh, a beer like the Weisstefaner blew my socks off, and how flavorful it could be with super, super simple ingredients. Oh yeah, and it shipped halfway across the world. So yeah, and that's that's incredibly impressive that they can keep that level of like just straight up quality. Mm-hmm. It's very good. <clears throat> now, whether or not they airlift it with Lufthansa. Uh yeah. No, I don't think it's flying first class. Um, so, or do we know? Um, so the, the beer that I really have enjoyed in the past couple days, uh, that I'd highly recommend, um, it's twofold. One is the Lining Kugel Coffee Porter. Um, uh, coffee Porter or Snowdrift Vanilla Porter? Sorry. Was it the Snowdrift? Yeah, it was That's a seasonal porter. out right now. You better drink it up because it's going away at the end of February. Okay. I like that one. It's good. Uh, it's it's not overly vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a snowdrift, yeah, because I remember the the like snow design on it. Mm-hmm. Whatnot. Um, it, it's a it's it is a great beer. Um, it's unfortunate it's going away. Is it going away because of seasonality or because yeah. it didn't sell? No, it's a seasonal beer. It's their like January okay. or January February beer. Fair enough. So it's it's good. If you can get it, get it. Um, I would highly suggest not – don't go three to five deep. No. Uh, do do the two to three deep uh, kind of business because it is heavy. But 
It's a good beer. The other one is the current Guinness 200 year anniversary ale. Uh, it's got a very datey finish to it, which mm-hmm. is different than a normal Guinness to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a different recipe. So that is the original um, recipe. slightly different. That's the original recipe that was sent over here 200 years ago when Guinness started shipping to America. Or, okay. sorry, brewing stouts. Let's just stouts. stick with it. Well, it is eerily similar. It's a cross. It's like it's basically like a blend between their foreign extra stout and their extra stout. Yes, it is, and it's and you can tell the date. Like there is a very date. You're talking about fruit date fruit, not the date, date that it was brewed on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the date the date fruit flavor mm-hmm. that it finishes with is distinct. Like it, it tastes like a prune date pudding at the end of it that's so, not existing in in today's Guinness. So what you're describing is an ester and it's it's cool that you picked up on that because that's a esters are really subtle they're the flavors that are produced by the yeast during fermentation and uh, the yeast strain that Guinness uses when they let it go at higher uh, higher temperatures it puts off those flavors and it's phenomenal oh, okay. it's great uh, Guinness foreign extra stout they're sold in like four pack bottles and they're like seven and a half percent alcohol those things are crazy flavorful. Like you don't expect no, half the shit to come that's out of true. them. Uh, but the 200th anniversary export stuff that you're talking about, uh, if there's any around, buy it now because it's not going to be here for very much longer. I think until March and then it's gone. And I, I would highly suggest if you can find it, buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's good enough to where I had that beer and I considered, um, I still have some in the fridge, so this might change. But I considered being like top three beers I've ever had. Oh wow! Because you're you're dealing with a beer, <clears throat> in my opinion, right? Like Guinness as a brand is 100 percent one of the top five most consistent beer brands. Like when I go buy it, I know what I'm going to get. I'm never disappointed. Um, consistency for a brand to me is 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 very difficult to come by. So. Guinness being what they are, being how much I enjoy them, being how drinkable it is, top five for me. Um, but the Guinness Extra Stout as a beer, probably top ten. Like it's not it's not something that I go, hey, it's my favorite thing, but it is one of my favorites and it happens often. Um, but this this beer legitimately, I like it more than the Extra Stout. And I like it much more than its comparable kind of stout uh, partners. Counterpart, so, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a top it's a top five, and it might be a top three. I it's very 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 distinct and very good. It's got a very multi datey finish that is just it's unlike anything we've got right now. It's good. It's awesome. A very very good beer. Villem, you've had time to uh, to consider. Do you have uh, Do you have a pick? Are we still on this? Uh, Damn it! Come on, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Dead armadillo pale ale. It's like it's pretty good. Uh, like I enjoy it, but and I'll I'll pick it over some beers, even you know in general. But it's, so I would recommend it, but I don't love it. It's not like my top pick. So in 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 the Tulsa area. 
You're asking you, the question, just so we're clear, is what's the most like middle of the road mediocre beer you've had? <laughs> no, you don't love, but well, no, no, he's no, not no. talking. I think it, I think what he was trying would pick several below it. The way he was trying no, to phrase not... it was probably trying to avoid me like saying the most rare beer that I've had in the last week. Yes. But at the so same what time, like is, what it, you would what you would present it, to someone as a great beer. Exactly. Oh. So in in the last five to 10 to 15 god damn it even a month but you've had some beers that stood out right like hey reasonable beer i didn't go out of my way to go purchase this right? yeah like cabin boys I want stand in line beers <laughs> all right so cabin boys over here makes a a good stout that i really like their beers sorry guys very hit miss some beers are great like the stout yeah and some beers finish kind of on the weaker side. Like, they don't really have any kind of back-end flavor. Like, um, like what? Some just miss the mark completely. Ooh. I don't take note of beers that I don't love. They're just, just out of your so, memory. You don't even bother taking up space. It's bad, though, because then I'll get them again on accident <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> hey, that's why I'm a, I'm a big proponent of Untapped and other uh, applications yeah, I like that. actually it. take advantage of that, yeah. Um but yeah, that that place, uh, their their stout is great, and that heirloom rustic ales, man, they. Anyone who's listening to this, living in Tulsa, Lewis and Admiral, it's about a block or two west of Lewis. Check that shit out. It is they make such good beers. They're always like trying different things, and it's a lot of it has to do with uh, wild fermenting or open whatever open fermenting. Mm-hmm. so like you know they catch some of the wild yeast and whatever and I don't know it's just crazy it's different the atmosphere is dope so I would definitely say heirloom something that I so, buy so or I'm having trouble Lewis and Admiral in Stillwater or no in Tulsa, in Tulsa. and in hey Villem did you um, did you see that post that I, I sent to you or I like tagged you in a comment on Instagram Yes. Yeah, I haven't checked that out yet, actually. You should go over there, and I, I know I didn't explain it very well. I don't know how much you looked into it, but I'll kind of give the backstory. So I, yeah. I saw that uh, a tap room in Tulsa was doing like a Teku glass giveaway with a pint. And Teku glasses, by the way, are tits. They are beautiful pieces of glassware. Uh, but this uh, tap room in Tulsa is called High Gravity Brew. It's called Pippin's Tap Room up in Tulsa. Uh, they're actually, it's a tap room of homebrew beers. <laughs> so uh, high gravity brewing is a homebrew beer, so, you know, homebrew supply shop that provides uh, winemaking supplies and homebrew supplies like Midwest. Yes. Except it's just in Tulsa and they make some really, really good custom all electric breweries. Um, like I'm saying that because I really kind of want one, but I don't want to spend like $1,200 on one. Um, it's, it, those guys are really, really cool. They sponsor one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Basic Brewing Radio. Anyway, so they uh, applied for a license in Oklahoma, got licensed to sell their homebrew out of their tap room. Up until this year, up until January 1st, 2018, they could only sell 4% ABV beers out of their tap room, and they did it for over a year and wow. were really successful. So now they can brew full strength beer and sell it to the consumers. It's really cool. The concept is great. Uh, it yeah. promotes homebrewing, and uh, the people who run it, who run that shop, are awesome, awesome people. So, cool. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna definitely check that one out. I don't know how, like, in proximity to you, how close it is. So I mean, what it could the, be. Do you know the intersection? It's on. It's on Memorial in Tulsa. It's on like 6808 South Memorial Drive. It's like 68 the Memorial. It's a yeah. bit southeast, but it's not. I'm not that bad. I mean, I'd go out there. Um, but yeah, no, those th- those guys. I think it's Desiree and Dave who run High Gravity Homebrew. Yeah. Just a svelte four and a half hours for me. Uh, <laughs> I accidentally hit Google Maps. Uh, but Desiree and Dave, they, all, they're awesome people. And if they've been doing what they've been doing for the Tulsa and like southeast or southwest Arkansas homebrewing uh, game over the last like 10, 15 years, something like that, they, 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 can, they can take my $5, $10 at the tap room anytime. So... Anyway, and that's pretty impressive though to have a tap room as a like a beer supply store. That's it's pretty cool, man. Top of the game. Uh, the there's game. there's one homebrew supply shop here in DFW that I would absolutely go to <laughs> if they opened up a tap room. Uh, and it's because they're, they're one, they're great people, and two, they they know their shit. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. some other homebrew supply shops, the ones that shall not be named, that I. I don't think I'm going to go to get any raw ingredients from them anymore. <laughs> no, but I mean, so terrible. what it comes down to, right? Like Minneapolis has a lot of homebrew stores. They have we one big just one. Happen to have no, but we just happen to have the one that was like the homebrew supply store for the nation, right? Like it's like yeah. Midwest Brew. Oh, was, oh, you're talking about Midwest Brew. I'm Northern Brewer is out of sorry. Minneapolis. Northern Brew. Okay, yeah. Um, so, Northern Brew and Equipment was a store that I went to, Villem went to, when we were 13 years old. Like, mm-hmm. this man was the only man who sold saltpeter, which is a key ingredient to making biltong, uh, in Minneapolis. He also was the only man to sell the right stuff to make cheese, and the only man to sell... Like, it started progressing. We wanted to make more stuff. My dad really wanted to make more stuff. So the 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 northern, northern brew scene, like, slowly escalated. And now it's one of the premier, like, hey, if northern brew picks your grain, it's a good grain and shit like that. Well, you it know, started off in like you, a fucking you, basement. You like, know the story. No... You know the story of Northern Brewer in the last two years, right? No. So they got bought. <laughs> they got uh, okay. they got bought by Anheuser Busch. <laughs> Good God, are you I kidding know, me? Two years ago, brew shops now. Two years ago, Anheuser Busch bought. Christ Almighty! <laughs> bought Northern Brewer, and you guys, uh, you, you, that was obviously y'all's local homebrew shop. Uh, it was, yeah. But that's that used to be where I got all my like specialty. If I needed specialty grains or specialty hops or specialty yeast that I can't get at my homebrew supply and stores, that you quick. Yeah, like, it was two days guaranteed ship, and it was like six dollars. So I mean, it was great. Uh, and then I was like, I, I can't, I can't do this. So, but there's other shops. There's mid- next to an Arlington Coat Factory, dude. They showed, they like, showed. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, you're thinking a micro center. 
No, I was well, looking in Micro Center. They're both in the same. They're they were both in the same street. Well, I was looking at what uh, what Northern Brewer was. Uh, it was probably five years ago when I got into the hobby, and Northern Brewer. The best way I could describe it is like uh, the. It was like an academy, <laughs> like that yeah. size of a shop. But it had they had their own kitchen with a, probably about a dozen brewing stations where you could do in indoor full boil five gallon batches and they would teach people how to do all grain brewing they teach people how to do partial uh, partial mash uh, just extract you, you did have to sign up for the classes oh yeah but so the classes they would do they would do classes for free you can go in and watch you could buy your own ingredients they would walk you through how to do it there in the shop it was freaking awesome and i say academy i mean like that size of a store with it's that big. that it amount of equipment and and uh, and, one, and ingredients the one thing but the one thing I like, what they nailed was the the ability to portion a recipe on site. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, like I know a lot of brew stores probably do it now, but back then, like when people wanted to measure out just five hundred grams for this recipe of X ingredient, they would they didn't need to bring over the ingredient. Uh, like, how how would I describe it? Not every ingredient needed to be in a chute to be dispensable. You would put the ingredient through a chute, right? Like, you've seen it at Whole Foods and whatnot when you open up the chute mm-hmm. and you get stuff in a bag. They would pour it into that chute until you had 500 grams of an ingredient and they'd pour the chute back out. So you, you got a precise amount. They didn't need to hold a billion shoots there was just someone back there to help you load the chute with some ingredients so you can measure out 500 grams of whatever you wanted to brew um so yeah that, those, it, it was a revolutionary beer store well like, and they, what, they did what a got, very very good job what got them over more than anybody else was the fact that they were centrally located in the united states they could ship and they anywhere could ship. and that's that was the big takeaway for mm-hmm. anheuser-busch uh anyway so there's but, other there's other but, places out there. If you want to go to want to keep it away from AB, you can go morebeer.com. Uh, you can go to Midwest Brewing Supply. You can go to Williams Homebrew, which, which is in Minneapolis too. Yes, you can go to Williams Homebrew, which is out of Pennsylvania. More beer is cool because they have a California store or California distribution center and a Pennsylvania distribution center, so east and west coast can get two day shipping. It's pretty dope. Oh, that is pretty cool. That's I'm pretty I'm like best of both worlds because. The last time I ordered from More Beer, my hops came from Pennsylvania, and the brewing ingredients, like the the malt, came from California, and they got here on the same day. It was pretty dope. <laughs> it was freaking awesome. awesome. Yeah, so they've they've got multiple uh, distribution warehouses. That's mm-hmm. freaking awesome. Yeah, and More Beer is still privately owned, and those guys know their shit. So their customer service helped me as much as they could with my uh, counter pressure bottle filler, which I still don't know how to fucking use and be honest with you uh the first i bought it so that i could actually fun story so i could actually keg up wa that beer that i made for uh, frank's uh bachelorette party down in austin i made that kolsch and uh i was like oh it's gonna be sweet i'll i'll keg it up and i'll just take the yeah, whole keg down the there bachelorette party kolsch <laughs> whatever we uh i was gonna take that whole keg down also there the only <laughs> gonna take the whole keg down and i was like hey, it's gonna look real trashy with me rolling this keg through the w <laughs> so yeah. i was like i probably had to bottle it and as i was bottling it, i just blew kolsch beer all over my apartment it and was not a... in the lobby yeah 
No, I was too proud for that. I had to watch my back because I'm not just anybody, so it was a very difficult situation. Fuck around. You're too busy getting people (laughs) fired is what you were doing. Anyway, uh, Villain, have you... come up earlier? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) So, Brian, before Mm. we head out... Yes. Okay, so Parker had a... He had a ton of Grind My Gears last weekend. Dude, yeah, it was it was insane. It was, and and most of them didn't count. But <laughs> can we can we at least like one legitimate grinds my gears from everybody? Um, but like a, it doesn't have to be a hey I was offended, but hey, this is kind of annoying. Like what about life right now? It's just not fun. Um, and it could be like people not meeting deadlines, which might be mine. <laughs> Spoiler you know, alert! Like, yeah, so, what are we dealing with here, man? Like, what, um, what is just not right in life right now? Uh, I don't know. I, I, by this point in the day, I try to, and I try to implement this last time. So, I think maybe my grinds my gears is grinds my gears. I try to implement this last time in that, like, I don't know. I, I by this time in the night I try to be positive about things. Yeah, you dispose <laughs> of the, the negativity. Yeah, sure. honestly, and like I don't know, it it grinds my gears when I get grind ground up this late at night. I don't know, it's and it's not a it's not a, a knock against uh, the my fellow castmates because I enjoy listening to y'all get wound up. It's fucking hilarious to me, especially. Oh, People. What he means is he hates the segment. <laughs> no, I just cut it out. No, I just I just don't like I just don't like getting getting peeved off this late. Uh, I, but beyond that, I just I don't know. People not following directions, asking me for directions and then not following them. That's what I don't like. Like, hey Brian, what do I need to do on this? And I tell them, and then they just don't do it. And they're like, well, why are you upset? I'm like, because you didn't fucking you asked me what to got. You didn't. What are we doing here? And it's you know the eighth time this year that I've had to do that, and it's already February, so you know that's no, what that's, grinds my gears. I, I could I could see that. I mean, individuals who have the inability to function in their role, and then oh yeah, when you attempt to help them, reverse the fact that you're trying to help them, <laughs> right? Like yeah. I'm gonna back that out. <laughs> yeah, they're like. And, and, we're gonna attempt to like not do that completely, but I'll, I'll at least like suggest at the fact that I'm doing. Okay, it. you know what? I do have I do have one legitimate one. So okay. I I had to leave a conversation with two coworkers. We're getting them wound up. <laughs> I had to leave a conversation with two coworkers a couple weeks back because a conversation went like this: it was two older gentlemen, a guy who's been in the company for decades, and uh, he's like. I don't know what a big deal is. I mean, like I, I went and hung out in Pennsylvania with my my wife's my wife's sister, and she tells me, "Hey, you can't call the you can't call the waitress sweetie or honey. That's that's rude." And I just don't see why women get so upset when you you you, you say that to them. And and I'm not trying to be. I'm, I'm I'm a good guy. I never mean anything harmful. It's just how I talk to women. And I said to myself, and it came out loud. I was like, "Do you have a daughter?" <laughs> He goes, yeah. Do you want another man calling her honey or sweetie? Yeah. Well, no, it's not like that. I was like, no, the fact that you know what I'm talking about right away means that you do know what I'm talking about. And even though it is not like that, 
you just have respect for other people. And uh, when they call you out on something that you're doing wrong, have some self-awareness that what you're doing is affecting other people. That. Yeah, and it's I, 100%. 100%. I think it's it's hilarious because it's this this Brian what you brought up isn't a it's not a sexist argument it happens it's more of a, it's it's more of an ageist argument so the number of times when i've gone to do something at a cashier or not not a cashier but like a bank teller trying to buy a car whatever and females walk up they're salespeople, and they go, hey, sweetie, hey, honey. It's a term of endearment, but it's not. It's like it's a derogatory – it's not derogatory. I don't want to put it to the – like. Debean- it's almost demeaning. There is a spectrum that it's- is derogatory, and then there's like – it's offensive, but it's not offensive in the manner that you're calling me it- – I see. What, but, I know what you're saying. It's an uncomfortable situation. I know what you're saying. I I, I found myself. I, I, Mrs. Brian brought up the fact. I say yes, ma'am, basically to every every female that I encounter. Like yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, thank you, ma'am. I, but that's one how I was raised, and like, and I I do it out of reaction. Societally respectful for the. Most she part. she brought up the fact that she was like, well, what if they're not a ma'am? And I was like, you know what? Good good point. I so. It, it one of those things, like, I try my best to be as, one, as respectful as I can, especially when it comes to, like, people in service jobs, like, customer service jobs. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I, that is... It's hard. It's it's hard as all shit, but, you know, the last thing I want to do is make someone think about their differences in any way, shape, or form. So it's like, okay, no, I'll take but, that but, and move, but, and move I, into... And I say that because I'm trying to be as... as uh, thoughtful as I can when respectful. it comes to... Yeah, when it when it comes to how people identify with themselves, and just like you know, it's, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm also so, so, I'm also in Denton, Texas, a lot. Second weirdest city in Austin. Just gonna throw that out there as well. No, I, I and 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 Willem, chime in, but I, I I think it's not nearly as like it's not cut and dry. This this whole discussion is not cut and dry, right? It's an evolving discussion over time. So we've got the people still saying sweetie to girls. And then you've got the people who say sweetie to guys. And then you've got the other individuals who say <laughs> yes, ma'am. And then you've got the other individuals who say yes, sir. Right? Like it's an evolving discussion. And we just need to have the discussion, but we don't need to vilify along this path. It It is when people respond in kind or respond with a hello – like we're we're arguing over hello, right? Like it's yeah. If, if 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 that's what we're doing, then we need to be respectful of the fact that not everybody comes from the same looking glass, and it's okay. It is entirely okay as long as you are not yes derogatory terming someone. <laughs> then we can move on. Thank <laughs> you, derogatory terming someone. I like that. Yeah, that's a new. We, that's a new term. That might be the title of the episode. We can move. <laughs> Like, it's not, it's not, life isn't this important. Life is important, but life isn't this considerately important. Like, we, we, we can have this discussion. Directionally, we can have this discussion. I like it. But at this point, 
there are so many other things that we need to be discussing <laughs> that this is it's directional in nature. Like it is just not the most important thing we need to decide. Oh yeah, for sure. Just just what so, gra- what ground my gears. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Villem. <clears throat> what grinds my gears? Yeah, like actively at the moment. It doesn't have not to be what, super serious. Not what you were talking about before the cast, where it was real anti-Semitic. <laughs> I don't want to go over that again. Nothing. Uh, you know, I a million things grind my gears every single day. Most of them have to do with driving. Uh, okay. Uh, my dog grinds my gears because he basically holds me hostage at home because he has severe separation anxiety. So I basically work from home every single day now. Have you looked into puppy Xanax? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I have not. No, I haven't really. You, you should. Into you much sh- more than just fucking beating it out of him. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No. Uh, I'm just the and training and all that. But you, it it anyway, may be something to look into because my my sister had a dog that had real bad anxiety uh, to the point where like that dog caused hundreds of dollars worth of damage to my apartment when he was staying with me. <laughs> yeah. It may be worth looking into. So, Villem. Um, but uh, I think the overarching kind of thing that I have that is always bothering me is people's lack of caring and kind of empathy and uh, just general disregard for anyone but themselves. And I think the reason that driving angers me so much is because that's where it really like people do not give a fuck about showing that shit on the road no it's and, me uh, first in the gimme gimme's 100 percent of the time yeah it's and every little inch they can get i mean like so and and i think that is what really just pops up in my life all the time is i can't stand how we just can't like for one second like it's not it doesn't even it's not does not even take much to just take the extra literal second or two and just quickly flip that, you know, switch in your head and be like, all right, let me put myself in your spot real quick. Okay. Uh, you know, what's the right thing to do versus what's the thing to do that's going to get me ahead like a half an inch? Uh, I don't know. That That's what goes for me. Yeah, you got to turn that gear off when you're driving in Dallas, but I understand what you mean, 100%. Fuck, yeah, dude, Dallas can kiss my ass. I get so aggressive <laughs> in Dallas. You have to, you'll get run off the fucking road. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, absolutely. Dallas is mental. Uh, Frank, what uh, what's grinding your gears down in uh, down in Austin, actual? You know, it's it's a multitudinal kind of like yeah, that's an SAT word. Yeah, it's 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 a ladder of 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 of, of things that it's not necessarily just like one thing. One of the things is inconsiderate people. Obviously, you hate inconsiderate people. That's that's stupid. But it's the inconsiderate person that then goes to work and then doesn't meet a deadline and then goes to work, but still is like super sociable. Right. That's the person that grinds. Like you want him to pay for his crime, Frank? (laughs) (laughs) Penance. You need to pay your penance. (laughs) That's that's either a compartmentalization thing that they've fucking nailed down or they frankly only 
put so much importance on their career, which honestly is a bit enviable too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's there's part of it you're just like, good on you. Like yeah, you, you like, do you, you're man. Just your life, <laughs> I mean it's not what I would do, but <laughs> I mean, get yeah, on so, you. So, yeah, exactly. On. But there's a success level reach. Oh yeah. You're like, wow, that's enviable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then but then there 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 always is the inevitable ceiling of like the bullshit meter maxes out right here. And you've learned nothing on the bottom end of that meter. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to me, you don't do Where that. It's almost like, first, dumb like at that point. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that with the first like eight years of your career, right? Like it's just like, wh- what exactly are you doing here? Like <laughs> my average coworker is, and it'll change. Like at some point, I will make the statement, and it'll be twenty five, but. Right now, it's like 47-ish or so, and it's good. Like, whatever. I learn a lot. But there is a very particular individual in the corner, and everybody knows this person. God, you're talking about Gerald, aren't you? Oh, God, yeah, let's talk about Gerald. (laughs) Gerald is sitting over in the corner, and he's going, listen... I couldn't do this because of X, Y, and Z. And then you clear X, Y, and Z. And then he goes, well, I couldn't really do it because of, you know. My back. X, Y, and Z <laughs> only did this at this point. And then I got sick. And then you're like, okay, Gerald, well, fine. Then do it by this point. And then you're like, well, I couldn't do it because the help desk didn't help me install the VPN side. And you're like, Gerald, this is more like a domino effect than it is Gerald. Like, it's not, Gerald is just a domino in this whole business. Like, he's not going to actually force the rest of the dominoes to happen. Um, so, yeah, it, it it's very interesting. That is probably what grinds my gears the most because I've experienced that, like. I, I will say, it, I, you like find, Adam, go ahead. No, so, sorry, I had to, <laughs> I had to scratch my tooth. Um, what? So, yeah, it was like what? right at the gum. It started itching a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> do you need to take an EpiPen or I, that can't be healthy? I don't know. Did you eat self shellfish, Frank? <laughs> Fr- did Frank, you... I know. So this is this is real, by the way. Frank has a low key self shellfish. I can't say shellfish. Nah, you want to call him selfish? It's He's fine. got a low key shellfish allergy that. He's he's the type of person that's like put no, himself I know my in limits, dude. Like, he put I himself know, at the edge of harm bad, every like, time. <laughs> and you're sitting at the dinner table, and you're like, dude, you're like fucking red. You're <laughs> swelling up. Like you're gonna not be able to breathe in like two minutes. And it's like I know my limits. <laughs> like, I'll you be got fine. So mad the one night. There's a fucking. Uh, what what show is it? There's a show that has a perfect episode about it. They can't get the person away from the crab. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like suffocating. Was it Always Sunny? <laughs> oh, was it? It might have been D. Uh, yeah, I think it we, may have been I, Broad City. Broad City. I'm thinking of Broad City. For okay, sure. but the, yeah, Sunny has an episode too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had a a very just unfortunate mel- mic malfunction. Sure you did. Is it your throat closing up and you had to inject the EpiPen so you wouldn't die? Was that a well, was that an oyster IPL that you were drinking earlier? <laughs> no, it's not, but it it's unbelievable. Like uh, this thing must have been 9%. Like I 
Brian, I've had three glasses of this IPL, and it's too much right now. Like, I have a glass left. It's too much. Well, Frank, I'm not going to lie. If you're coming up this weekend, you're going to have to get your shit together because we're, we're busting out that five-liter keg of hot slam. This is too much. This is insane. Well, this this uh, Acheron or Acheron uh, barrel-aged stout from Martin House at 12.4% has uh, treated me just right. <clears throat> so, Shit, but that's two. No, no, no. There's just one. one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take that. Hey, 2018 Brian on the podcast, trying to not drink six beers in one hour. So you had one. You had one beer this entire time. Two, two. I had the Tulsa flag and then the Acheron, but the Tulsa flag's like four I mean, and a half, five percent. I don't count that. That's fucking water. This is too much. I, I had the race point and then and water might be this and well, let me let me throw this down because okay. I, I made a statement and then it didn't work. No. But what I will say is, don't fuck around with not performing. It looks bad long term <laughs> all the time. Like it just always looks bad. Um, so just you know, do your job, do your job, and then if you want to go above and beyond, then get promoted. But if you don't want to go above and beyond, just do your job, and you'll never look bad. Do your job, sweetie. Do, Do your, your job. job. All right. Uh, if that's all y'all got, I mean, I think this has been a pretty goddamn great cast. I mean, honestly, yeah. you hopefully guys... they can listen to this one. Yeah, no shit. Uh, H to the Izzo, V to the no B nope. to the Izzo. Nope. Uh, we um, mixing it up tonight. Do a little something different. Do a little ratatat. So you know, be a little fun and funky, funky fresh. Even though no it's, one wants to listen to a Disney movie about a mouse, Brian. That's Ratatouille, dumbass. Alright, take this it is, out. <laughs> just gets hyper-violent at the very end. We just start talking mad shit on each other. Listen, motherfucker, we've got an hour to go on this one. <laughs> we haven't even brought up the fucking Holocaust yet. That's what we do after the hour mark. So, uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully you uh, don't have any problems listening to us. If you do have problems listening to this... It's a redundant statement because you wouldn't be able to call in or DM us, as uh, the Frank said earlier. Slide into them DMs on the Twitters. On the Twitter, yeah. Uh, no, uh, if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows something about it, and they're having trouble listening to their podcast or our podcast on their favorite podcast directory, please let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Also, check out all those social media pages for all of our best content off mic. So that's where we where uh, I post all the beers that we're drinking on Instagram. Instagram's uh, handle is at No Beer Left Cast. That is the same for Twitter, where Frank will get on and go on some political rants or call out some random New- upstate New York brewery <laughs> for some random yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, listen, but it's all fun. Okay, numbers. well, it was you know what we're not gonna get to it. anyway. Just go check out our social media pages, facebook.com backslash no beer left behind. That's where all our cross posts go to. NoBeerLeftBehind.com is the site that Villains developed for all of our content and links to all of our other pages. So be sure to check those out each and every day. For Brian here in North Texas, until the next time you hear our beautiful voices, I'm out. Film in Tulsa. Uh, check out the tap rooms, Mount Bike. Wow, that was quick. Um, yeah, so for Frank, 
in uh, far, far north Mexico City, northeast Mexico City. Um, I would like to, on behalf of society, apologize for the Norwegian Olympic team uh, food crew who ordered 15,000 eggs, and they didn't mean to. Uh, Google Translate told them that that is what they wanted. So, um, fellas, good on you. It's an honest mistake. Listen, you you are not the underperformers that we were talking about during this cast. Um, so yeah, they they meant to order fifteen hundred eggs. They ordered fifteen thousand. It it is unfortunate. Like there, that's a lot of eggs. So regardless, um, they did get to uh, return those eggs, and that's awesome of the egg supplier. Um, other than that, I'm out. 